Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please be seated. What an honor and privilege. What an opportunity for us to be back here in Macquarie Life again. This is like a regular yearly affair. You know, even before uh, my daughter Lizzie married Dan, we were always here, you know, whenever we visit Australia. Uh, I mean, your senior pastors, they were our friends even before they were our in-laws. How good is that? And that we ended up being one family together. And it's such a beautiful time for us as a family to be uh, celebrating and dedicating our first granddaughter. First granddaughter. So it's something about girls, huh? Because we brought up three girls and we had six grandsons. And this is our first granddaughter, Lola. Lola Joyce, fantastic this morning. Uh, it's been such a great baby dedication. And we love your church. And, uh, you know, the spirit here, the atmosphere here, it looks like it's got better. It's after the lockdown. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's how we feel, huh? Joe and myself, we've come here regularly. You've been bolder, louder even in your singing and worship. Fantastic. So give yourself a big hand. Hallelujah. Jesus declared that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And it's true. Look at, in spite of the two years lockdown, look at the church. The church is still alive and better and well and stronger than ever. Amen. Because the greater one that's in you is greater than he that is in the world. And I have got good news for you today. Spiritual warfare. Let me tell you, this is one of the the biggest thing for us as uh, Malaysians and uh, serving in a Malaysian country, I tell you, we pray. We pray, and we don't just pray. We invite people, even non-Christians, to come bring your request to our church. And our prayer meeting, every meeting that we have is targeted for non-Christians. Even our Easter and Good Friday, you know, because that's the only Christian celebration they acknowledge. So we're going to make it evangelistic. So we say, sorry, if you think that you're going to come to church just to get a good Easter, you know, boost or whatever uh, for the year. Uh, I'm sorry to say that everything we do, even in our prayer meeting, is to invite you to get prayer needs from your community, from unsafe people, and let them experience the power of prayer, the power of the name of Jesus. And so I, I'm, I'm happy to say, yes, this is a topic that we really thrived on, and our church, our people back home, uh, so good uh, to be part of a great church in Malaysia, thriving church, and uh, we know that we need your prayers as well. Continue to pray for us as we pray for you that the church of God continue to advance. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful presence here in your house. I pray, Holy Spirit, open our hearts, open our eyes, help us to see what you want us to see today. Let your power fall upon us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, grab a heart, grab a hold of our hearts this night and this evening and let us run, run to your call and to your voice. Run to what you have called us to. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray in us. Amen? All right, spiritual warfare. We are all in a spiritual battle. 
Amen? The battle is real. Our enemy, Satan, is real. He would much rather that you ignore him and pretend that he doesn't exist. Yeah? Uh, Satan is on an all-out war raging against every single person. Uh, you and your family and the society and uh, to kill, steal, and destroy. Right? So, people are under spiritual attack more than ever before, and they don't even know it. Many times we are ignorant, and we don't even know that we are under attack. And you can't win a war if you can't discern and identify the enemy. That's right. Where is this battle being fought? You need to understand that there is a battle or a spiritual battle that is raging. How good it is to be able to speak about spiritual warfare right on your Anzac day. You know, it's just as in a natural, it's happening in a spiritual, maybe you're not in a, you know, not like what's happening in Ukraine, you know, with all the bombardment that's happening there. War is real. We're living today in a world where there's war. Rumors of war coming about. But much more powerful is to understand spiritual warfare. There's a war raging and the enemy wants to grab a hold of your hearts, the hearts of people, the hearts of the society. And God wants to break that. God wants to influence people and draw people to himself and to his kingdom reign. Now, I've been preaching and teaching a lot about the kingdom. Uh, because sometimes we live in this natural world. We get so, you know, entrail or whatever, uh, fascinated with the natural that we lose sight of the spiritual and we live in two kingdoms. Okay, I'm not going to go into that, but uh, I need you to understand that, uh, that we are fighting a real war in a spirit realm. So what are we fighting for, really? What is war about, really? It's about territory, isn't it? Yeah? It's another country trying to take over another country, their land and the territory. So I'm fighting for the territory. For the kingdom of God, that's what I'm fighting. The Bible says in Ephesians 4 verse 2 or 27, it says, do not give place to the devil. The text here means, don't give your territory to the enemy. In order to have territory, you need to understand that you have ownership. And uh, God has given you certain things that are under your authority and uh, that you will need to prepare to fight for, for anything that belongs to you, that you do not allow anyone to take what is yours. Now God said to Israel, this Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 8 says, see I have set the land before you, go in and possess the land which the Lord saw to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give to them and their descendants after them. You see, you got more stuff than you think you have. We just look at what we have in the natural. Oh, I don't have much. I have a car that is like a bombed up car, you know, house that I'm struggling to pay. And, you know, my social media is just a couple of hundreds, you know, compared to my friend who's got 
thousands. Like, we compare about everything, you know, my looks, my status, my account, and everything in the natural. And you fail to see in the spiritual, you have so much more inside within you because it's where the kingdom of God is. We need to live with the awareness. What's inside of us is far more important than what's outside of us. And so you've got more territory, you've got more uh, region, bigger regions than you think you have. And I'm not just talking about houses or property or land. You know, I'm talking about the influence, the uh, divine destiny, your effectiveness as a person that God has put inside of you and given to you that's in your reach, that's beyond your reach. In your home, in your office, in your neighborhood, in your community, all right? In your city, in your nation. That's the territory God's given to us and we need to understand and take responsibility for it, right? <laughs> now, God has given us land to possess, as we have read in Deuteronomy, it says. But if you don't possess what's yours, the enemy, your enemy, will possess your land. There are people who have territories that they don't even know of. They even don't even understand of. And they're ignorant of what God has given them. You see, they're blinded to, and they lose their territory without a fight. The enemy's got their territory. You know, once, I just want to say, once time, I was so discouraged in ministry, and I tell you, I was giving up, and I was determined to say, that's it, we are, we are leaving, I, I can't take this anymore. I was shouting at my husband, I know, I know, I know, like, uh, oh, you shouldn't be shouting, but I was so upset, I was literally marching, and I said, no, that's enough, that's, that's it, uh, I'm, I'm giving up, that's, that's, let's do something else, let's go anywhere, but, but stay, and I remember Joe was a surprisingly patient that day she, he just turned to me no you mean you go you're gonna tell me that after all that we've gone through to come to where we are now and you're gonna just let the enemy have your stuff and then what he did was he turned over and he slept and snored audacity to snore loudly and left me alone to fight my battle you know, I said, fight, should I fight, should I fight? And I was like, but you know, whenever you face this kind of situation, all you need is actually a really good sleep. After the sleep, you feel a lot better to handle it, right? <laughs> so it's good, it's wise when we, you know, your partner understands that you are frustrated, you are just, you know, and, and we make stupid decisions uh, out of impulse, huh? Because we are so overwhelmed with whatever we're going through. So I didn't know that a fight in my life was a fight for my territory. I didn't realize that the attack that was on us was that the Lord has given to us territories. And I allow my disappointments, uh, my discouragement to cause me want to quit. <laughs> and to hand over the territory back to the enemy. That's what you're doing. 
He doesn't even need to beat me up much. He just used discouragement. And it's what he does to us. And then we want to give up and hand him our territory. You mean you're going to sit there and let the enemy take your territory? What's given to you? Take your stuff, take your life, take your family, take your spouse, take your uh, finances, your energy, your, your, you know, your job, your family, your children, your husband, your wife. No. You don't recognize the fight that you are in. You are living in two kingdoms. One kingdom is a visible kingdom, the kingdom of this world, but the invisible kingdom is what you need to be even more aware of that's happening around us, everything that is happening. And you need to understand this, that the invisible kingdom of God's kingdom is superior to this natural kingdom because the natural kingdom is only temporal. And what is temporal can change. Yes. But what is eternal is superior, is greater. And when we understand that, we are not going to be afraid of what we see in the natural because you are rooted in the kingdom of God. And everything that you see that comes against you, uh, it comes from somewhere and it comes from a, a source, that thing that was sent against you. It doesn't matter what the doctor has to say. It doesn't matter what the bookkeeper tells you or the economy says. The devil is a liar, right? His lies and his suggestions, that's all he's got over us. And when you listen to his lies and you accepted something as normal and you have adjusted to that way of life uh, to accommodate to this life, something that was never meant to be your life. That's why Matthew 11 says, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. <laughs> you got to grab hold of what uh, is in the spiritual realm to bring it into the natural realm. Of everything that you are designed is in the spirit realm that and that's how you are to be, violent to bring it in. That's why Jesus taught us a prayer. Pray, your, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, nobody's waiting for an escape button <laughs> to quickly escape from earth. We are placed here and we are to fight for our territory, fight for our family, fight for your spouse, okay? I will fight. Say, I will fight. I'm a woman and I will fight. I'm an older man, but I will fight. <laughs> I'm a young person, but I will fight. I will kick, I will claw, I will <laughs> scratch, I will whatever, but I will fight. Yeah? I didn't come uh, this far to let the devil take my stuff. I don't know about you, but today I come to tell you that we need to fight this warfare uh, uh, God's put inside of us, and what's inside of us is going to outlast what the enemy tries to do to us. Amen? All right. I want to bring you to my text, really. is Luke chapter 8, verse 22. Uh, let me check my time before. Yeah, Dan is always asking me to tell stories. I've got so many stories. If I'm going to tell you all the stories, you, you have to stay here, camp here tonight, 
And, <laughs> and so, yeah, I have to give you the word, right? Not just a star. I'll give you a small story later, whatever it is, but just to double check my time. Okay, this is very important for you because I need you to understand tonight, I believe there's an anointing that's going to be released to break yokes. I feel that some people are under yokes and bondages and, uh, and you don't even know it. You just think you was your monthly or your monthly whatever that you go through or it's just some bad mood that you have and things like that when that's really a something that's sent against you, that's sent into, attach itself to you, and you can't seem to break off. And today, I believe the anointing, supernatural anointing of God is going to break every yoke, amen, and release you from that bondage, whatever it is. So I'm looking at this, mm, I don't know if there's going to be a scripture put up there for you to follow me. Luke chapter 8, verse 22, it says here, the verse, verse 22 here, Jesus said to the disciples, let us cross over to the other side. So they got into the boat and they launched out. Now, what was Jesus talking about when he said, let's cross over? I believe what he meant was, let us expand the kingdom of God. Let's expand our territory. All right. You know, in the next verse, the moment they got into the boat and they were sailing in verse 23, it says they fell off asleep and the wind started blew on the lake and the boat was filling up with water and so they were in great danger. See, you are under attack for a reason. You need to understand whenever you expand your territory, expect a spiritual attack that's going to show up. Because you're going to take new territories, new grounds, and the enemy is going to fight you. He's not going to just lie down, let you walk over, take, over, uh, take whatever. He knows what you're capable of doing, right? And otherwise, he won't fight you like that. If he's not threatened by you, why would he send up a storm? Why would he create a, start the storm? The storm was Satan's attack on Jesus and his disciples to stop them from crossing over. In the same way, I've got to say to you again that, you know, whatever you're going through, you are stepping into new territories. I believe that this year is a year uh, of great advancement. God has kept us for two years uh, isolated and He's preparing many of you uh, to ready to launch you into the new territories that He's prepared for you. And if you have ears to hear, if your heart to uh, believe, to, to just step out with God, you are going to see great supernatural openings and miracles that you've never seen before. All right, come on. <laughs> All right. The devil is afraid of you. He knows what you're capable of doing. What, that's why the storm was meant to stop you from getting the territory because the enemy knows who you are. <laughs> the enemy knows what's inside of you and what you can do to the kingdom of darkness. That's right. <laughs> and what you are capable of doing to his kingdom. How can you recognize that you're under attack? Do you feel like you are fighting a battle that is ongoing, never seems to end? Like this problem that I have is going on and on and on and on. You prayed and you prayed and you prayed. It's still going on. Do you feel like you are hindered, you are unproductive, not making any progress in your life? You are under attack. You feel like there's a force that's trying to squeeze the life out of you. 
just let me name some of the symptoms that you are under attack, that you are not aware of, and you think it's just, it's just a normal thing that you're going through in your life. First is physical and emotional exhaustion. Daniel 7.25 says this, the enemy would love to wear out the saints. He wants to wear you out. You are tired physically, you're tired emotionally, you're tired of doing well, you're tired of doing this again and again, you know. During the lockdown, we did a lot of, uh, what's that, online services, and it was exhausting. We didn't know how exhausted it is. It's the same team of people, because most of them couldn't come to do the online thing. We only had a team of them. Thank God, they got sustained us through this two years of doing that, you know, to continue to broadcast uh, our services. But it was exhausting. We were tired. We were physically, mentally tired. And you are most vulnerable when you are tired. You find the Bible is always after a great victory, huh? like Elijah and Mount Carmel, where there's a great display of God's power. And that's when he was most vulnerable. Uh, and he wanted to die. So we need to be aware that's not just, why am I just tired all the time? That's the first sign that you're under spiritual attack. One of, a second is your loss of desire for the Word of God, for prayer, for church that you used to before the lockdown. <laughs> you were so crazy about church then. Like you can't wait to come to church, but after this time, you, you've got no desire to spend time with God. To, you, get, you, you seem to get distracted a lot from prayer and from the Word. And your work takes up so much of your time and other things, not necessarily bad things, but you seem to be missing church. Even when the church reopens, I'm so glad to see most of you are back. And uh, your pastor told us that, you know, majority of the people are back. We have a few campuses. One of the campuses, most of, uh, some of them are not, have, haven't been coming back. And they're so used to staying in a home watching the, that little screen. And I say, it's not the same. You need to come back. You're under attack. When you're controlled by old sins and habits, you're under spiritual attack. All these old sins and habits seem to resurface again during this time. The old sin is a sign that you are weak in an area and your enemy hits you with it. Do you know what? Discouragement is a soil where sin grows in. You are under attack when you go back to your old habits. Next, when you're under attack, you draw back from godly relationship. Is that what's happening? Before you were under uh, spiritual check, you were, like I said, so you know, into church, so into you know, connect group. When you see your pastor or leaders uh, out at a shopping mall or something like this, hey, pastor, so good to see you. But now you're like, let's quickly run away before they confront you uh, to talk to you. Like you don't want, uh, you want to stay away from church people as much as possible, from your Christian friends to try to hide because possibly you're not living right in your life. Maybe you start to find enjoyment, stimulation from, you know, entertainment or other, other means. Nothing wrong with entertainment, I said, but then you can be like, uh, depending on all these things to give you, to make you feel alive. Nowadays, like, you don't even need to go shopping, right? It's effortless. 
just on your shopping apps and I don't know if you have Shopee and Lazada. I don't know what you have, but we have so many shopping apps. And initially, we were thinking, wow, it's good. Save us a lot of time. It's pretty cheap. And we were ordering things online and then we got caught doing things that what, we got burned, uh, doing, buying things that we actually don't really need. And it doesn't, it's not what it looks like or uh, what they promoted. And so these are the things that you, you could be going from, you know, one sale after another sale, one entertainment to another entertainment. Uh, I mean, we all need to have a balanced life. We don't just work and go to church, but we need to have fun. We need to have friends and family. But are you doing all this to get alive, to feel alive? Whereas before, you, you get your bus out of, out of the Spirit of God that's inside of you. You don't have to depend on a party or a drink to give you that bus, that nice feeling. So... That is an area that we need to look at. Have you replaced your source of life? Or is your finances under attack? Yeah, where you find everything seems to be drying up and your resources is drying up. You find that your one minute your aircon breaks down. Next minute your washing machine breaks down. Then your whatever, huh? Your husband breaks down. Oh dear. <laughs> And then your cat ran away or whatever. It's like, what's happening? <laughs> and they start getting worried and you keep your eyes on the money all the time. You're worried and you're not trusting God anymore. Now, I'm saying that not everything is demonic attack, okay? Sometimes it's just pure foolishness and lack of discipline, lack of self-control. And you get yourself into trouble with your finances. All right? But do you feel like you are encompassed and you're overwhelmed with all these emotions and, and there seems no way out? How do you fight this spiritual warfare attacks? Like I said, no matter what the enemy may do to you, you are going to outlast the enemy. I don't care how long you may be fighting in. I know some of you are getting tired, like you're saying that's pointless. I prayed, I prayed, nothing changed. In fact, it got worse. That's how we felt when we were praying for our, our mom and dads before they got saved. We were already in a ministry. We were seeing our fruit of our evangelism among people. We were growing a church and we were wondering when our parents are going to get saved. Every time I would go back to Singapore, I only hear bad news, worse news about my mom getting more addicted to uh, gambling and getting into trouble with the authorities and things like that. And, but one day, it broke. She broke. Uh, she, she decided to give her life to Jesus because she was so desperate uh, for God to, uh, to answer a prayer, that her desperate need of hers. And she just gave her life to Jesus. I know the power of prayer. I know the power of God. You know, I know what my mom was like. She was addicted to gambling. She was filled with hate. And there were demons inside of her. We were scared of her. We, 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 we tried to hide, stay away from her because she would be very abusive and things like that because she was controlled. And she didn't want to be, although she knows that Jesus is real and we all grew up in Sunday school and she could see that, uh, no, Jesus has been taking care of all of you and you'd all turn out pretty good. I believe in Jesus, all this Jesus stuff, but I'm not ready for that. Because she thinks that she has to give up 
a lot of addictions that she has in her life. And the moment she gave her life to Jesus, I tell you, nobody had to speak to her uh, about or, or even pray for her deliverance prayer. She just has no more desire for this gambling, all these things that she was controlled by. The power of God just set her free. I'm telling you, it is the power of God. Until today, she's 92. She got saved when she was 75, I think. All right. She left her old life and she turned to Christ. Her life has never been the same. And my younger brother, siblings who were not Christian then, saw that transformation. And today she's a jolly person. You ask my husband every time we picked up to talk to her on FaceTime, she'll be laughing all the time and praising us and, you know, uh, you know blessing us and, 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 and saying good things over us. And she's a changed woman because of the power of God. Yep. And she's so, oh, she's illiterate. She, she can't read. She, you know, she can't read the Bible. She could go to church and she used to memorize songs. Uh, and during the lockdown, she couldn't go to church. All she knows is just memorize the same thing and pray the prayers over uh, the, for the family. She survived cancer when she was 85. Fourth stage breast cancer. She survived mild stroke when she, she was in lockdown. And when I, when I went down to see her, she survived COVID. <laughs> she, she could survive anything because it's not time for her to go yet. Yeah? <laughs> But it's because she just has that simple faith. And all she says, Jesus loves me so much. I don't know why, but Jesus loves me so much. Jesus is so, so real. Jesus is real. She's telling me, the pastor. Jesus is real. Do you know that? <laughs> oh, yeah, mom. I know. She gets in the taxi and she'll be evangelizing. She'll be sharing the gospel. I am the pastor and I'm feeling embarrassed like... When she's going to stop, you know, she's just, whole journey, she'll be just preaching the gospel nonstop, like, until she gets up and say, she will be sharing, she's not ashamed. She'll tell everybody, Jesus is real, I'm telling you, Jesus is real. Jesus appeared to her, and she went, went to her surgery, huh? for her cancer surgery. So many things I've got to say, no, we know what it is, you know, we see people <laughs> Get safe, and it's almost like night from day. The moment, like darkness and light, contrast. Is that the sound for me to stop? <laughs> In my church, we have somebody to go up and play the keyboard to tell you you have five minutes to wrap up. Oh, okay. <laughs> my husband, no, I can. Get carried away. That's why don't ask me to share testimonies and stories, Dan. It's dangerous. I'll just go on. <laughs> okay. What I've got to say, I just want to close with this too long a passage, but about this man. What you have, the devil knows what you have. He's threatened. That's why he sent that storm against your life. To stop you from the destiny. You think it's about you. No. It's about your territory. It's about what God's given to you. Your destiny. The people that you are going to touch. You're going to influence. You're going to heal. You're going to bless. That's the reason why he's after you. <laughs> Jesus made that trip across the Sea of Galilee. And of course, all of you know, for just, just one guy. This guy that was demon-possessed, 
stinky, smelly, huh, right? He cuts himself, demon-possessed. He lived among the tombs and was bound by chains and shackles. Some of you might be able to identify this, this man because you've gone through uh, maybe not demon-possessed to the extent of craziness as, like this man, but you were also bound and you were also oppressed by the enemy. You are living in the tomb. Maybe nobody knows about, you, about what is happening in your secret life, but God knows. God sees everything, not what you project to other people on Facebook or on social media, what you want others to see, but He sees everything that you are hiding and yet He loves you. And he calls you to be with him because he has a great destiny that he has called you to. And he's not going to leave you alone. He's going to chase after you, hike down wherever you are. Like this man, Jesus, went across that lake through that storm for that one man, just like he went for that one Samaritan woman. Just that one. But that one person is a significant person. And you are a significant person. You see, in this kingdom, significance is not sometimes visible. Greatness is not something that you can see. The number of followers that is, that is on your social media. Greatness is different from fame and popularity. There's greatness here in this room. And, and probably you don't even know their name. There's a big difference between greatness and fame. Would, what would you choose? And God sees that in you and is calling you. He's coming for you. <laughs> and today you can be set free from this pain that, and this, you are not cutting yourself, maybe physically, but you are cutting yourself inside and you keep saying, I'll never be happy. I'll never get over this pain. I'll never get over this past. Uh -huh. No one will ever, ever be able to love me if they know about what the person that I am. I'm a, I'm a damaged good. I, I'm no good. There's no future for me. The demons will try to torment you. And he keeps telling you what you are not. And God's here to tell you what you are. You're God's chosen, called, precious. Special destiny that he has for you That's written about you That you need to step into today Do you know how much you have endured? I don't know, but there is somebody here You have endured so much Like this man, a legion of demons possessed Imagine when Jesus cast those demons out Into a herd of pigs that ran over and committed suicide That's how powerful those demons were And that man struggled to survive and keep alive you struggled through all your pain because God kept you. Because deliverance is coming to you tonight, today. <laughs> and this man was not dignified. He ran to Jesus. If you want to be dignified, soft, high, you're not going to get your deliverance. He ran to Jesus. Called out to Jesus. He knelt down and worshipped Jesus. Like what? <laughs> Dan says, you have to open your mouth. You got to shout and say, 
Call on Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. That's what we need to do today to experience that deliverance that's going to come over you. Amen? The struggle is over. Today is going to be the last day of that struggle that you're going through. All right? You may be putting up a great front, but those demons will have to leave. Tonight, you're going to drive every darkness out. Don't take it as a normal thing. It is not normal. Normal is the life of God dwelling up inside of you. Peace, joy, and righteousness and confidence. That's who you are inside. Not what the enemy kept telling you about who you are not. Amen? I'm going to close right now. Will you stand with me, please? Yeah, those beautiful songs we sang. Beautiful songs. You survived. Today is the day. Today is the day of your deliverance. You're going to be set free. <laughs> Amen. All right. I don't know what we're going to do. Whether we can pray for your or we can. I'll just leave it to you then. huh? But we're going to close our eyes right now and stretch our hands towards heaven and lift. We are going to fight for our territory. We're going to fight for our marriage. We're going to fight for our children. We're going to fight for our health. We're going to fight for the blessing of God. Restoration is going to happen. Your latter days are going to be greater than our former days. You have yet to see the glory of God manifest. We're going to worship God. Can the musicians be up to worship God? Can we worship God? Just get into worship. And I know some of you are you know, maybe new to this, but you need to worship God. Don't be a spectator. Reach out, worship God with all a cry out to God. Something breaks when you worship God. Depression will break. Discouragement will break. Fear and anxiety will break. Sickness will break. Strongholds over your minds will break. We're going to worship God. We're going to sing with all our hearts. We're not going to be quiet. Don't let the devil tell you to be quiet. We're going to drive him out. Hallelujah. <laughs> Open your mouth. In Jesus' name. Today's the day. <laughs> Today's my day. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit McCroyLifeChurch.com.au.